fire in the hole. Alright, so welcome everybody. It is episode 79 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. We are back after a two-week layoff. So, two episodes in one week just wore us out. We needed to recover. So, uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And we have no new emails, so we will move on to hot takes after I introduce our guest, who is Eric Nishinsky. We so, don't need no email today, buddy. Hey, thanks so, for having me, guys. Really, really no appreciate problem. it. You do a nice job. I've listened to a few of your podcasts, so uh, I, I really am, am blessed and honored to be a part of it. Well, thank you for coming on. We've been wanting to have you on for a while now. So. Yeah, yep, I appreciate it. He is in the house. I am so good. Oh, man, you're killing me. You're killing me, man. Come on. Come on. Oh, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's good. Kind of brought a little bit of chills to me there. So. All right, Brad. I had to get that out of my system. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, hot takes. Our first hot take topic is, of course, COVID-19, and it has finally hit Alpena County and surrounding areas. As of today, there have been two confirmed cases in Alpena County and one death today, apparently. An older lady was in the hospital and died from complications from COVID, apparently. So we had that going on. Wow, I didn't. I didn't realize that today. I uh, I actually just got home. I've been making student phone calls all day today, so that's news to me. Um, um how I, has this all changed what you do where you're out out at Hillman, Eric? Well, I tell you, you know, obviously we've, you know, we're pretty rural out here, so you you don't see a lot of the the congestion anyways normally, um, but but. You know, it is pretty, a little more backtrack friendly, you know, handshakes, things like that, hugs, tight conversations. And you've noticed, I mean, obviously there's the rulings that we, we have to follow. Um, so it's it's a, a definite separation. And, and like for anybody, it's, it's definitely an awkward uh, moment, especially for, you know, people that you typically would gather with and talk with and, and you can't do it, you know. And, and um, people obviously are isolated and doing what they're supposed to do. Um, but it is, you know, for as, as hometown and close knit as people are here, um, it's been a difficult transition, you know, for sure. And I imagine you guys probably see that in Alpena and everything else as well. So, um, it's been a change, you know, and, and me being a part of the school as a teacher and athletic director and coach, um, just reaching out to families today through phone, you know, everybody's, you know, kind of getting stir crazy and, and uh, you know, ready to, to hopefully, you know, brighter things are going to happen here, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or in a month. The, now, you guys are all completely done with school, correct? Yeah, we are. We're, we're completely out now. Um, making Right now, we're kind of in the process of, of contacting parents and students explaining what they have to do, you know, to kind of essentially finish the school year out and to, to earn credit, you know, through their classes and, um, 
you know, the grading and, and we're in the process of sending, you know, work packets home and online learning. Cause you know, in Hillman, we've got such a broad, I mean, you know, there's places in Hillman where you can't even get internet access, you know, so it's not as easy for us just to say, okay, we're going to go online learning. So um, we're in that process of trying to figure out who can do online, who can, and, you know, by next week, we should have everything passed out to the kids, you know, whether it be hard copies or through the internet. So that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, we're completely shut down, and, and we have been since, you know, the beginning of when this all kind of took place. And um, we are still doing food drop-offs and, and getting up. I actually go on the bus every week. You know, we give enough for eight days of meals to every kid out here. And that's kind of nice to be able to see the kids' faces. But it's it's been hard because it's, it's progressed to a nature where, you know, now you're wearing face masks and gloves to pass things off and i think it's kind of a little bit of a shock for the kiddos you know to see their teachers um you know wearing these masks but i think they also understand you know especially at the elementary level yeah um since i i i know you're as you mentioned the athletic director and i didn't know if you wanted to maybe talk a little bit about your seniors and some of the things that you've you know, that that are being lost due to this whole process. I tell you, my heart bleeds for those kids, you know, like that is probably out of everything that's going on, you know, aside from my immediate family, you know what I mean? Is, is just thinking of those kids and not, and not being able to have spring athletics and, you know, even some of those kids that, uh, you know, and I'm just talking athletically here for a moment, but you know, the, the, basketball state tournament you know i go down to the state finals every year with with my family and and to have some of those kids not you know on the boys end not have a shot at a district and and i know what it's like to have you know once in a lifetime teams you know and and to think some of those kids felt they had a shot at a state championship and not even get an opportunity at that that's probably one of the most difficult things to even fat i can't even fathom um, what they're going through. And I've been in communication with some of my seniors and talking to them a little bit, trying to keep them upbeat. But, you know, you can have conversations and, and do those things, but you can never get those memories back. And I think that's one of the most bothersome things. You know, even on a non-athletic event like uh, prom and, you know, uh, athletic awards, academic awards, scholarship awards, you know, all those things are on delay. And, and I hope schools can, you know, have an opportunity to at least honor those situations, whether it be graduation, prom, you know, awards night. Um, I know you can't get spring sports back and you can't get winter sports back, but uh, hopefully they'll have an opportunity to do those things. And I tell you, I'll open the gym, I'll open the field, whatever <laughs> it takes if some seniors need closure, you know what I mean? I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do that because I know how much it meant to me and I know how much it meant to people before and how much it's going to mean to people in the future. And I just, I feel, I feel so bad for that group. You know, I really do. It's something that I know I haven't sat down and cause I haven't been able to be with my son yet, but we, he had some lofty goals this year, you know, for shot put. And it's just, yeah. it's just, it's hard to, when you really start thinking about it. I mean, we, we've been really close to having a state champion in the family. And I know he was, you know, really hoping to be that, and it's it's just tough. 
it is, you know, and, and, you know, you can't fault anybody for the decisions that they make because you, you can have an understanding, you know, and then in hindsight, however this all pans out, you know, like I, I just actually, before I got on with you guys, I kind of went in and gave my wife a kiss and my kids a hello. And I noticed that, you know, President Trump uh, lifted, you know, travel now through the, through the United States. So, um, and he's leaving the rest of, you know, individually, the governors in each state are still going to be obviously doing what they feel necessary for their state because every state's a different case, you know, and that's the hardest part is every every county, every city, every state, every village, everything is different. And, uh, you know, you, you've got to make decisions. This is a scenario where uh, we'd always like to say one glove fits all, but in this scenario we kind of have to do that maybe to limit it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I know that's kind of a little bit of a down thing, but I did want to, it's just, I know that, man, I know you care about your kids, you know, and, and I don't mean that from a sports aspect, but I mean, all those kids that walk through the hall and that's every, you know, I would say that for the most part, that's every educator or administrator feels that way. And I know you're the first one we've had a really, an opportunity to kind of express that um, just to our listeners, so. Well, and you know, the one thing, Steve, on top of that, and I know there's a lot of educators and administrators out there that are probably in the same boat as, as I am, you know, I mean, we're so small in this school, and, and you know, you've had kids go through a small district, um, and it's one thing that I kind of, uh, you know, being from a bigger district, uh, one thing I kind of appreciate in a smaller end is, you know, I mean, I was on the phone from noon till six o'clock today just trying to talk with families. And, you know, some of it had to do with what we have to do with schooling and, and moving forward. But a lot of it was just a, hey, how are you doing? You know, right. and, and it's nice to it's nice to get that back. Well, how are you doing? You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and that that's one thing that I've, you know, I, you don't enjoy nothing about any of this scenario, but it does, it does speak volumes about people in general and how they feel, you know, about you and, and, and educators and educators towards students and just every the general public, you know, it's uh, we're really working hard um, as humans to, to combat this. And it's a nice thing to see it. It's uh, it's a little bit like team sports. You know, everybody's working together for a common goal. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of rounds out that first bullet point. Brad, you got anything to add? No, no, no. Seem to be a lot, so I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's still talking a lot like he used to. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, man. I'm just it's teasing you. It's, it's all yeah. so good. I haven't changed. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Topic number two is the NBA horse competition. It started Sunday. I didn't watch any of it, and I guess the semifinals and finals are tonight on ESPN at 9 o'clock. Oh boy, who's it? Who's in the semis? Well, Chauncey's in the semis. He beat Trey Young. I saw that. I was happy. He he gave the young young blood a little bit of a talk. I saw. I, yeah. I don't mind a little. I I don't mind a little bit of trash talk. No, That's good. I know you don't. <laughs> That's good. Who else is in there? Hang on, I'll pull it up. Uh, Mike Connolly is going oh. against Chauncey, yeah. and Zach Levine is going against. A WNBA player. Oh, so that's good. That's good. We got a little bit of a, we, we, it's a rounded field, a balanced field. Yeah. I'm wondering why they didn't do a classic one. Where's Larry Bird? 
I, well, you know, it's it's really interesting on who they were able to get. Chauncey's kind of surprised me, but I mean, yeah, Chauncey's going to win this thing. Oh, I think so. I mean, he's uh, he's he, he know he's 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 got the game, you know, and he, and obviously he's already kind of took one hurdle on. And, and Trey Young, so I think he's in the driver's seat. I like Chauncey, and it would be nice to get a, a Detroit a Detroit guy to get it. You know, something local, a little bit of local flavor. Yeah, and a little pressure doesn't. He likes pressure, so it just helps him yeah. out even more. Well, he's Mister Big Shot, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's 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 it's in the name. Yeah. But I'm glad they're doing some of those things too, because that's one thing that's been tough about you know sports. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know you're not you're not seeing those live things, and it's good that they're getting some things out there like that. The other day, did you guys watch the Celtics and the Lakers? I've got a little bit of critique, you know, like Bob Cousy supposedly one of the greatest dribblers ever, and I watched him dribble with his right hand on the left side of the floor nonstop. <laughs> now, how's that? <laughs> oh man. I, I almost want to call somebody and go, hey, man, you can't be advertising this and putting it on TV. He literally dribbled on the left side of the floor with his right hand the whole game. Yeah, I was so. listening to some a pod, and I don't remember which one it was, but they were talking about watching Michael Jordan play, a real, a real play of him, and just how he would do in today's NBA and the rules back then and just how athletic everyone is now, and it just created this whole – big yeah. whirlwind of the debate and it was really interesting. Yeah, it always is. It always is. I think it's hard to compare different eras of basketball. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's almost a mute point. Really, you you know, you can go, you can hit all angles. You know, do you do, you, do, you do championships? Do you do individual? You know, where do you, where do you go? You know? I think the hardest thing to make, to really understand it is, is like Kevin Durant 20 years ago would have been a center and he wouldn't have had any choice about it. He, yeah, He would have right. been John Sally and there's nothing you can, you know, it's just too bad. You're going to play with your back to the basket, you're going to rebound. And maybe don't, yeah. you know, and you look at, you know, now you look at Kevin Durant and it's just, it's crazy. Well, and there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I mean, you hit it right on. I, you, you, he would have walked in the gym. Yeah, you're a center and you're going, you're playing the five, you know, yeah. and that would be it. Yeah. You know, uh, like Amani Bates right now, he's a pretty good guy out of in Michigan here. I mean, number one in the nation, he'd be in the same boat as Durant, you know. Yeah. Have you seen him play yet, Eric? I did. I went down. I saw him in the state finals uh, last year. And, and when I was down there, you know, I, I, I watched Josh Jackson one time. I don't know if you remember him. He ended up playing with the Phoenix Suns, and he played in Arizona. He was at a Detroit consortium. Mm-hmm. And I thought at that time for that he was the greatest high school basketball player I watched live. But uh, Bates blew him out of the water. I mean – I was so looking forward to seeing him again this year. You know that. I mean, that's another example of losing. You know these things through the COVID. But uh, he, he's he's. I mean, he's on LeBron James type set. You'll see it'll develop here as as the year goes by. He might reclassify. He's actually a sophomore. I heard he's gonna reclassify as a junior. 
and uh, or skip his junior year, have one year as a senior next year, and then he may play one year of college basketball because the following year the NBA is doing where they can draft high school kids again. So, Let me ask you something. Since you brought it up, and I just would like to get your opinion, you're so much more closer to this than I am. How do you feel about the state of high school basketball it is with these kids that they'll hold them back a year and then they're able to reclassify and um, just with how to, and then that, how that dynamic works. Well, I, I don't think it's right. You know, I mean, some of these rules are put in place for reasons, you know, that were, you know, the right reasons, whether it be academically or, or certain things that may be going on within a, a family dynamic. And, it's hard because, you know, only a handful of kids make it to the pros in any sport and even playing collegiately. And uh, it really it really tears up programs, you know, and it, it tears up uh, – I guess it, it kind of takes away from, in my eyes, the school spirit. You know, it kind of becomes a me thing and not a we thing, you know. And whether that's by design, it, it just happens that way. Um, I read about a, a young man – and I can't remember what high school it was, but he was an outstanding football player. And, uh, you know, he graduated early, which, you know, that's great for him. But uh, the basketball team was really relying on him, you know, to play his senior year. And, you know, he ended up doing early enrollment, you know, and, and heading off to college. And I thought to myself, how could, how could someone even want to do that? You know, you think of the high school – memories that you have and, and playing for your school I think that's kind of gone now with all these reclassifications and you know enrolling early um and it, it's it's unfortunately in a lot of areas and you see it more in bigger schools you know these these kids are trying to you know more of the me and, and make themselves better and then you think too can, can you really fault a kid for potentially having a shot at millions of dollars too you know it, it, it really so, is tough and I know um it, you know, it's just, it's weird, and it's its hard to, and I know if people that don't know Eric, he was one of the hardest workers ever that I've ever seen in basketball, and it's um, probably a little bit different for you and me and Brad to talk about it versus a kid that just was born with a basketball in his hand, and can he do things that, you know, at the age of five that you and I spent our whole lives trying to work at, so it's. <laughs> Right, yeah, that that just that freakish ability, you know. And I, I tell you, I feel it with my body. By the way, too, you talk about that hard work and spending that time on the court. I, I could hardly. I need almost need a walker anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. We take that kind of stuff for granted, you know. And and you wonder how those how those kids would be if they weren't put in that position, you know. But sometimes you're. You know, you're gifted, and sometimes you got to work. And, you know, like I said, if uh, you, I always, in life, everything I do in life, really, I try to put myself in other shoes and so I can really see, you know, both scenarios in that yeah. case. Yeah. All right, let's get to the bad news, Brad. All right. And all this talk of college or high school basketball leads into our last topic, and that was Michigan basketball recruiting, and they lost – Two recruits, sort of. Uh, Josh Christopher decided to sign with or commit to Arizona State, and everybody had him going to Michigan. And then Isaiah Todd, who committed in the fall, decommitted and is 
going to the G League, apparently, along with Jalen Green, who wasn't committed to Michigan, but they're both going to the G League instead of going to college. So Michigan recruiting lost two recruits this week. Wow. Two top five. I tell you. I'm happy because I'm a Izzo guy. No, I just, just tease you guys. I, I do love I do love Michigan State in that aspect, but you know that also. I mean, to go that shows you how much things have changed too a little bit. And I mean, I don't know what kind of money you know the salary you can get in the team, but you know, think about like suiting up for U of M or Duke, or North Carolina, like, how prestigious is this to these kids anymore, you know? Yeah. And, and that's kind of bothersome, you know? You don't you don't know, and, uh, like, I would have probably got going, and I'd been, like, with Coach Howard, man, we're going to recreate the Fab Five here, you know, and they would have been amped and live. Like, could you imagine if, like, Weber and Rose and, and all them guys in Juwan back in the day, Jimmy King, decided to go to the G League if there was, you know? I mean... It's crazy, and, and I feel bad. I I feel bad for Juwan, you know, because I it's awesome that he's, you know, him and Beeline are totally different, right? You know, I mean, Beeline's a system guy, and, and who knows what'll happen in the end? Will Juwan get a national title recruiting this way, or were they better off with you know Beeline, you know, picking guys who are schematically and system guys, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think when you go after guys like that nowadays, right, that's what you, you – it's a double-edged sword, you know, and, and I think that's what happened to Juwan this week. Well, and I think that really it's a tough time to recruit because, like you said, some of these kids know that they can come out of high school right. shortly. So it's going to change recruiting, really. Um, it's going to be crazy, that's for certain. Yeah, because they're supposed to lift that in like two years. I think in 2022, a high school kid can get drafted again. So so that's going to change the dynamics of everything. You know, even if those guys stuck around, and then in 2022 you got these high school phenoms coming in potentially, now their draft stock goes down. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think that's what a lot of that boils down to. Yeah, and that's why I think it's going to be a really strange time for the NBA, especially college basketball. And then, of course, mm-hmm. those that top tier that would probably get drafted in the NBA, of course, then college basketball changes quite a bit, and it's just it's going to be a weird time. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. Well, and, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll talk to you about just catch up with you and what you've been doing. Okay. Sounds good. All right. It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce and the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen, find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. Eric, why don't you why don't you tell everybody where you grew up? I I know this, but there could be a couple of people that maybe only know you as the Hillman basketball coach. So let's fill them in. Well, you know, I was. Uh, it's funny. This is the seventy ninth show, from what I heard when you guys let off. And I was so I was born in nineteen seventy nine. You know, kind of aged myself a little bit, and uh, was born in Alpena, Michigan. 
And uh, we basically, you know, my mom and dad had me at a pretty young age, and uh, they it, it was tough for them. You know, they had a real hard time. Ma would work, or Ma was working at fast food chains, and my dad uh, was working at uh, Harry's Gas and Oil, which is over by the mall there. And uh, my dad decided, you know what, this this is not enough for us. And uh, he tried to better himself and better his family, so he got in the military. And uh, he ended up getting in the military, and we spent, you know, probably till I was like five or six. And my dad got transferred over to uh, Wordsmith Air Base, which was in Oscoda, Michigan. And so we lived in Alcona. So I was almost a tiger. If he would have stayed, uh, <laughs> if he would have stayed in Alcona, I would have been a tiger earlier than I am already. And uh, he had actually ended up getting transferred to Mainz, Germany. So we ended up moving when I was in third grade from Alcona uh, to Mainz, Germany. And I spent—I actually spent uh, my my youth time from, like I said, third to sixth grade all my youth athletics were spent, you know, through the military and it was great by the way. I, I would have, I did, I would have, I mean, I would have obviously loved to grow up in Alpena, but, uh, I was, was brought up in a variety of different cultures. You know, when you're, when you're in the military, you've got different cultural backgrounds and, and different experiences that you have. And, um, we lived on the base and that was some of the hardest basketball I ever ran into in my life you know um i actually got cut nobody believes this but i got cut from the third grade travel team in mainz germany because i couldn't use my left hand <laughs> and 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 this is no joke and this is where it started for me as a basketball player that day i was so mad because i love basketball so much i dribbled home with my left hand i i, never, I used my left hand all the time you know, so long story short, the next year, you know, I played house league. They had a house league, be like similar to TBBA, and then they had travel where you went to different bases. The next year, I made that travel team and uh, never had a problem with my left hand again. And, and, and I actually I actually was one game away from playing Shaq. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Shaq's dad was in the military, his stepdad. And uh, we almost faced off in a tournament one time um, with him. And you want to talk about freaky, you know, <laughs> I mean, try, try being a, a sixth grader watching these eighth grade guys just, you know, jamming like no other. Um, but when we were done there, we, we left and uh, went back home and uh, stayed in Alpena, you know, the entire time until I actually went away to college. So, um Spent our time in, you know, and I, I know we're going to talk a little bit about high school later, but uh, grew up in Alpena the rest of the way and uh, later would go on to uh, attend Saginaw Valley State. Go Cards. Um, what's that? Go, go Cards? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I paid for the, you know, when you go in there, Brad, and you check it out, or any of you guys, that, that entryway, that's my tuition. How <laughs> would you go? I tell people that all the time. With you, buddy. Yep. Well, I thought that was mine. Yours got to be somewhere else. But, uh, oh, my, yeah, might so, be the housing. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yep. But then I uh, got done there and came back home and uh, 
I mean, we could go through different job opportunities, but uh, landed in Hillman, Hillman, Michigan, and I've been very, very happy with with my career. I'm going into 16 years here now, so um, it's been it's been a great run. I, uh, your basketball teams. So my kids go to Posen, and um, we have ran into each other at games over the past mm-hmm. 10 years. And uh, I always look forward to, as much as it drives my kids crazy, I always look forward to seeing you every time. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing you too, man. <laughs> um, and, you've had some really good Hillman teams throughout the years. Right, yeah. We, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been real fortunate. You know, we had, uh, you know, in small schools, you typically, and it was funny because, so when I first started in Hillman, the year I came in, uh, the the year prior, they had two wins, and they had some success under Ed Laframboise. Uh, they they won a district in '01, and a district in '03, and they had one league championship in the whole school's history, and it was a shared one in '01. And then they had maybe four districts, two in the '60s, I think, and and one in in '97. You know, so not a lot of history and. I'll never forget coming in and, you know, Hillman, the first thing you think is baseball, you know, because you go in that gym and you see the state championships. And I remember after my interview, the super, he was the superintendent, athletic director, principal. He goes, I want to take you into the gym, you know, where you'll be at. And at that time I was only going to be coaching. Initially I was the varsity girls basketball coach too. So he took me in the gym, but I had my eyes on the boys' program, and I knew that was open as well. And he says, well, uh, here's the gym. And so I'm looking up at I'm in awe of the banners, and I'm thinking, man, they had, they've had great basketball tradition, and I kind of make my way over to the boys' basketball flag, and it was like uh, pretty blank. You know? <laughs> so I thought, what am I getting into, you know? And, uh, and I felt that, you know, the girls – uh, I was winning seventy percent of my games. You know, we I actually won thirty games in two years, and uh, and with the boys, I was was uh, six and fifteen both years. And I thought, man, I'm going to be out, you know, in in three <laughs> or four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the crazy part was, is I when the when it came to where you the boys and girls were going to play in the current status as they are now. You know, the girls used to play in the fall. I made a decision to stay with the boys and, and people were like, are you crazy? You know, I mean, you gotta be nuts, but I like challenge. Anybody that knows me, they know I like challenges. And, uh, I just, I, I, I spotted some things, you know, in scouting my youth leagues and, uh, I knew we had a chance to turn it around. You know, we just had to make some of the right decisions and, and, and that, you know, slowly started by year three, we were 500, you know, and then by year four, we won our first district and, and then things kind of took off. And, and I remember people saying, you know, uh, small schools have cycles. And I said, no, we got this down. We got this down. We're pumping guys in and out. Well, I'm kind of starting to see my cycle right now, you know, after, after 11 straight winning seasons, you know, and, and six districts and, six conferences and three regionals and uh like six 20 win seasons we're 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 making our way back up you know we've been 
um, kind of working. But what you know, what what's special, Drew? I tell you, programs programs don't take off if you don't have buy-in from you know your community and your players, and and that takes a while. You know, I mean, it, the building those relationships uh, within your players and your community. Um, it really does take a while. I mean, if you want to do it right, it's a year-round thing. You can't just show up in November to March, and you guys all know that. You played sports and basketball, and, you know, Steve, you witnessed your, your boy and, and, you know, playing and, and your kids playing. Um, but it, it really takes buy-in, you know, and it, and it takes people believing in your vision because you can have the greatest vision in the world. I mean, I, I tell people – when I first came here, I was no different, you know. I mean, but I, I only won six games. And as you get older, you get better. But I said, look at me now. Do I not know how to coach? I mean, I only won five games last year, you know. Yeah. Um, I, we haven't forgot nothing. You know, we just kind of lost track of our vision a little bit. And we got to keep plucking away. And I know we will. But, uh, you know, even in that run that we had, Oh, just such such phenomenal kids, you know. I mean, you you know, Mason Van Pam almost scores seventeen hundred points. You know, you, you lumped in there, you got four thousand point scores, you know. And if you look at a record board, it's just littered with guys from you know two thousand eight to two thousand eighteen, you know. And and sometimes you got to have talent, you know. And and sometimes it's two parts, you know. It's talent and coaching. And I always tell my guys, man, you guys. You guys win ball games and I lose ball games. You know that that's <laughs> yeah. just that's just how it is. You know, and and but when they see that in you, they'll do a little more for you. You know, because they know deep down you care, and uh, they know you got hard for it. And um, I think for me, you know, going back to my basketball program, when I had kids, my first son was born in two thousand nine. That's when it took off for me because then I started viewing guys like man you know they're your sons and, and not that i wasn't doing that before but then it really hit home because it's like how do i want my kids being treated if i'm not here how would i want this you know and and that really took off for me and then it took my lovely lovely wife Lindsay kalashevsky mashinsky um <laughs> to tell me at one point you know eric uh guys ain't gonna work like you did and that was a hard part for me when i started coaching you know i was I was expecting kids to run through walls like I would, you know, and, and it doesn't always work that way. You know, you got to kind of find their ditch and, and see, you know, you got to spark their interest and their interest might be in spurts, not like all day. I'd get physically ill if I didn't shoot out a day, you know what I mean? And, and it took, God bless her. It took her telling me, you know, they ain't all going to be like you yeah, and they're not going to try to be like you. So but, uh, yeah, it's been a, a just a great run here. You know, I mean, you know, honestly, Steve, I mean, and Brad, when I look back at my career, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for basketball. I mean, I, I don't know if I even went to college if it wasn't for basketball. I, I really, I'm a firm believer. No, no Mashinsky ever even graduated college until I did. And I don't know. Most Mashinskys were military guys, you know. I don't know what I did. So, I try to take that passion, and even even if a kid doesn't go to college, you know, maybe I know they're going to work their tail off to, to be the best apple picker or fence mender or whatever it may be because, you know, they learned a good work ethic from me, and, and they, they learn those different things um, during their career, and that's kind of what we hope for. And, 
and we get these other things like championships, those are a bonus and they're great, you know, and I, I wish every kid could experience going to a quarterfinal, you know, or, or playing in a regional final because it's just, it's, I played in some great atmospheres as a high school athlete. And, but I tell you, these quarters and these semis and these, it's a whole different ball of wax. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, and I coach trying to get every kid that experience, you know, and, and I think, um, and I, I realize that doesn't always happen, but I know I wanted that as a player. I mean, I used to dream of going to the state finals every year, believe it or not, you know, and I just try to instill that in my guys. Right. Um, since you brought it up, you ha- you you were able to play with, and you are our third member of that team that's been on this podcast. We've had uh, yes. we've had some pretty good players. We've had uh, a guy named Matt Mishinski. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Then, uh, we had Matt Cameron as well on here. Okay, yep, yep. And they make the job pretty easy at times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, you know, you know, going back to. Matter of fact, my son uh, was watching some of our our discs the other day. <laughs> from I've actually got every game from our senior year, other than the playoffs. And uh, there was a couple times I'd be throwing Cameron an alley oop. You know, it'd be from half court or something, and it was just a bad lob. You know, but he'd go up and get it and just jam it home, just like Matt would do. And so my kids like, man, that's pretty good pass you know i'm like yeah you know kind of like yeah it was but in the back of mind i'm going them guys made a lot of my passes look good you know and uh you know just what a group to to even play with you know i i i think back uh of those different guys like that you know with cam and matt and they did make my job easier and hopefully i made their job a little easier too you know i think that was what was the beauty of our team is we had a bunch of guys that bought into a common goal and and, uh, you know, the rest is history, really. I mean, it, it was it's just I'm getting I'm just kind of getting like chills right now. thinking of it, you know, well, you know, what's crazy about that team is, is as talented as you were. And you can I mean, we're not going to get into it now because we've gotten to other episodes. But, you know, you have all state guys, you know, the guys that played semi professionally and professionally on the team and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's crazy is you guys all worked so hard. And everyone right. bought in all the way down to, you know, whether it was Kursevich and, you know, Brady all the way up to like, you know, you, you know, you, Matt and Matt. So. Right. Yeah. And, and it was contagious, you know, honestly, it was contagious, you know, and it maybe even had a little bit of competitiveness, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of what spurs athletics, you know, you, I mean, even in that lineup, you know, you look at like, so Brady Smith, uh, and even Casey Smith, I'm pretty sure those guys, this was, well, Casey would have been my junior, but, um, and a guy like John Lee in my junior year, you know, John Lee goes and plays quarterback, you know, at, at Michigan Tech, or, you know, he, he's got a scholarship to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, Smith plays soccer collegiately, you know. Um, Matt and Matt and I, Cameron, we play collegiate basketball. Uh, Matt, on track for collegiate football and plays collegiate basketball, you know, and I know I'm missing, you know, Nate Barden plays collegiately baseball gets drafted. Right. Yep. So Troy reader plays collegiately and, and baseball as well. So, you know, you had like all these guys, I bet you didn't even have a time. I mean, I know they pump a lot of, 
a great athlete. I mean, there, there's some Division One runners that are coming out now, but um, I don't know if on like one single sport going through Alpena High or even in recent history, you'd see that many guys during different eras that were kind of lumped in, you know, and, and made it to the next level too. So I think that helped us um, obviously going through our seasons and, and just that competitive nature and, and just that willingness to sacrifice. You know, I even, I don't know if Matt Mashinsky ever alluded to uh, any of this, but even like Matt Mashinsky and I are juniors, we were, we were both all state, you know, in the free press and uh, Cam was just kind of coming along, you know? Yeah. And, but over the summer we were playing, it's like, whoa, you know, he's kind of getting freaky. You know what I mean? <laughs> could you imagine, like, could, you know, could you imagine in today's game if you're all state, your junior year or something, and so you're heading into your senior year and you're going to be the man, or like what, what, how most kids may think today, and you, you take a back seat because you know that that guy's going to better your team. Yeah. I don't know if many people can do that, you know, and I've never really had many conversations with Matt Mashinsky about, you know, how that, kind of panned out for us and we all it all worked out you know but um just like an instance in that scenario where you know you take a few guys that look and go wow he's he's gonna be good you know and and you for the to sacrifice for your team to get one common goal and all of our numbers went up too you know so it wasn't like nobody's stuff went down but all of our numbers went up plus because now, you know, he's getting double teamed and you can feed off that, you know, and that's the beauty of, you know, athletics and, and great teams, you know, having, having people that, you know, players, the ability to do that is when things really take off. And, you know, all those guys, everybody sacrificed. And, and I think that's why we were so great. And that, that's why we still got the most wins at the school, you know, to this day, I think is because collectively we put that together and, we made great things happen and man, I wish I always thought we could get to the States. I really did. I, I prepared for that. I, uh, I'd get up every day and, or every Saturday when those were on back when I was in the eighth and ninth grade and you had to watch the reruns, you know, on a Sunday or something. And I just, I felt like as a wildcat, I was going to get there and I didn't know any better. I just dreamed, you know what I mean? I mean, you just dreamed, you know, you, you wanted to be in the NBA. You wanted to play at college, and that did, that that spurred me. You know, it really did. I, I always think about how we would not everyone, but you would always be there at noon, and then you'd go have some lunch, and then everybody would be back at at, at Bayview at you know five o'clock, and then we'd play until the lights went out. Oh, well, you know, me and my boy Cliff Lemay, you know, we would <laughs> we would get up. Me and Uncle Cliffy, we would we would get up and we'd go lift weights. It, it's there's actually a, I don't know if it's still downtown there across from the dry dock bar. Mm-hmm. There used to be a little weight lifting area there, so him and I'd go hit that, and we would go shoot like you would say. <clears throat> we'd go eat, and then we would come back, you know, and we'd run five on five or four on fours all night long, you know, and. Uh, it's funny because I got a little side story about that, how you say you'd see me down there all the time. My, my wife, uh, when we were dating in high school, one time we were supposed to go to, uh, and you know how this stuff goes, you know, you get into some good games and you don't, and you get winning and you're on, you don't want to leave, you know? 
And uh, so we're winning down there at Bayview, and I was supposed to go to a movie with her at 7.30 or 7 or whatever. So she's there, and I got the good run going. So I, I go up, hey, you know, can, can we do this at 9? Oh, you know, naturally you're getting, obviously you're, you're getting the bad eye, you know. And so we prolonged it to 9, and the games are still. So 9 o'clock comes by, and it's like, hey, how about the late night, you know? So you end up going to the movies at 10, 10. I'm surprised she didn't just let me go then, you know, but I guess she knew what she was getting into. So, uh, but yeah, just good times, real good times. Well, that's a, <laughs> you have a good woman, E. Huh? You have a good woman. Oh, oh, I tell you what, I mean, to do, to do what I'm doing even today, you know, and, and I think a big part of it, you know, early on, I mean, there was a time, not many people know this, you know, about me, but, uh, after my first regional, I was a little burnt out, you know, and, uh, you know, up to that point, you know, coaching is a very high demand on your family, especially when you're, when you're kind of winning at the rate that we were, you know, and, and it's around the clock and you're trying to get to the States and, um, I almost, I was, I was going to resign in 15, you know, I, 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 I felt like, cause you know, when you start coaching, you're, you would just die to get like one regional, you know, or, or anything, you know, that that's extended pretty high and I was about ready to be done. And, and, uh, before that she was always telling me I'm, I was crazy for doing as much as I was. Um, and then I finally win one and I, I tell her, I go, you know, honey, I, I don't know. I think I, I think I might. I might call it, you know, and I, I had a really nice group of guys coming back. You know, you don't want to leave. I actually graduated eight seniors that day, so or that year, so it would have it looked like, oh, all the talent's gone, mm-hmm. so he's leaving, you know. And, of course, my lovely wife, she says, there ain't no way you're leaving now. And I'm like, what the heck? For years you told me maybe I ought to get out. And she says, well, I've put up with this this long. If our kids even think about playing basketball, I want you as a coach. You know? So, <laughs> so she's, she's always held me either grounded or, or, and God bless her. You know, like I said, she, she holds this family together. You know, I mean, I, I get to enjoy, uh, the game. I love the game. I fell, fell in love with the game that I've made a career out of, you know, because of her, you know, so, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing any justice if I didn't give her a shout out there, but so then we come back after we graduate eight and we won 22 straight, by the way, <laughs> that was probably my, <laughs> that year was probably one of my, you know, we were pretty underrated and we went, uh, we got upset. We were actually went 22 and oh and lost to Onaway by one in the districts with a pretty young group. I remember that. Yep. And, and, uh, we got as high as number two, but I don't think we were quite number two. I think that was more tradition of what we did the year before, but, uh, what a great group. You know, we were led by Gunnar Libby, who was, he's my, I've had all state players, but he's my only, um, player that was first team AP, you know, and he was like a son to me. And I was glad I didn't hang it up because, you know, like I said, he was, all these guys end up being like a son to you, you know, but he, we were really tight and, uh, you know, he ended up going on and, and playing at U of M Dearborn. And um, that year he was first team All-State and I was first team um, coach of the year, Class D, you know. So it was a real good storybook ending. He, uh, 
he played a lot of the same way you played. He played hard, didn't make a lot of mistakes, and um, I, I always enjoyed th- those teams. That was a good. Yeah, I think you know, saying that, I think that's why him and I had such a relationship. You know, I mean, it was just like it was it was a coach on the floor, and that's something I always tried to do when I played. Well, I think we're going to wrap up this. And then yeah. we've talked about 90s, that basketball team quite a bit. Is there anything you'd like to add? Um, you know, as for that group there or just yeah, in general? There, you know, the only other thing that I, I always talk about when we talk outside of the players and the coaches, you don't hear about it much, but, you know, you guys put that matchup zone. And yep. I always bring it up. And um, I think that was one of the things that I always um, – bother teams when they play you guys because you guys have the athletes to do it right well and i tell you what to this day uh guys if you if you go to a hillman game you know <laughs> um there there's some things so so real is like i started my career off and i'm all man to man i was always a big bob knight fan and i actually my sister shared my shared uh one time when matt mashinsky had you on and he told you that bob knight's <laughs> the bob knight story so you guys are well well documented on that, but I was a huge Bob Knight guy, and even in high school, I always thought, "Why aren't we playing more man to man?" You know, mm-hmm. and you never questioned coach, but you just thought, you know, we could be doing that too. So I, I spent my first, you know, three years, four years doing all man to man, you know, full board, you know, like because I'm a Bob Knight guy, I like Bob Knight. Well, I ain't getting over the hump. I'm winning a district here. I'm winning a league here. You know, so. I start thinking of the old matchup zone, you know, and I'm looking at my personnel and, and a lot of that was designed for size and it still is to this day. But I thought, how can I, how can I put a wrinkle in it and throw it for a loop? And hopefully by now there's no secrets, you know, so me talking about this, uh, on the air, I ain't, I ain't too worried about coaches going, Oh, that's what's been going on for years because pretty much everybody knows, but uh, Hillman basketball and, and through Dave McDonald and in that matchup zone, um, we run it. We run it a lot, and and you know we've even tried some uh, you know two three matchup zone now the last couple of years plus a three two and we throw people for loop. There's nothing better than when you're in a zone and you hear teams running their man sets and saying man to man, man to man. You know that's when you know it's it's clicking right and and you're doing it right and. Um, Obviously, we do a lot of full-court trap, half-court trap, three-quarter, you know, different things in the half and in the corners. Um, but all of that, all of that stems from from that matchup zone that we we ran back in the, back in the day when we were in school, you know. And and I even I even show my guys tapes of that to this day. Well, usually I break out the Jason Richardson one. Um, I don't know if you heard about that one where we were playing Arthur Hill, and, and I got hot, man. I mean, I dropped like 27 points, and I don't know how many threes. So I got to make sure the guys see that one so they go, oh, man, coach was all right. But I'm not like that. I can't stand doing that. You know what I mean? That's just not my demeanor. It's not It's not how I am. But uh, every once in a while you got to – show it and then they're you know of course now jason richardson's getting older and not as many guys know him but uh i said go ahead and google him or look him up or something you'll see you know so so yeah we uh there's a lot of a lot of wrinkles from that that uh that team and from coach and and from the guys that that we use here today in our program i think that's why we've had some success 
I'm going to pull out one more memory for you, and it's probably my oh. favorite memory, and then we'll move oh. on to our top five. Or okay, we'll get to do okay. Next. And that was the Christmas Classic for ACC. Oh, man, yeah. What what a moment, you know, because my college career was okay. You know, it didn't – I mean, I, I, I think I was battling some things, you know. I mean, um, I was always, you know – I, I mean, I was happy to be at ACC, and, and like I was telling you, too, uh, my family never went to college, you know, so, I mean, I was being recruited by Grand Valley, Lake State, you know, uh, pretty much every Division three in NAIA in Michigan, and uh, I was always chasing money, you know, just chasing money, chasing money, and I didn't know any better. I was an 18-year-old kid, you know, I'm getting offered these full rides, these half rides, um, I'm on my way to Grand Valley after I thought, you know, I'm, I'm playing with Lake State, trying to get X amount of money. So I decided to commit to Grand Valley, and Grand Valley says, oh, you know, we just signed John Flynn out of Petoskey. <laughs> oh, did that sting, because that was a bad one. And they offered me a preferred walk-on. Well, you know, you, you watch ESPN, and you see everybody getting scholarships and money well that's not really how division two works anyways but i didn't know any better so um i call lake state back real quick and i say okay i'm ready to commit to lake state and uh the guy says man i'm sorry we just used our last scholarship on doug bauman he was the center starting center traverse city central that was even worse <laughs> and uh you know so at that point you know same thing preferred walk-on and and i didn't know you know even cameron took a preferred walk-on up at tech from what i understand and it works out in the end and i always encourage my ball players today if they're offered that to do it um so anyways to get back where i was i was always kind of in the dumps a little bit especially my freshman year at acc you know but then my sophomore year being a captain and, and I watched ACC and they were so good, you know, when we were growing up and I just wanted to do the same thing, just like I wanted to do at Alpena high. Um, but that Christmas tournament, you know, it just made it, it, it felt so good again. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just, just going off like we did. And, and I still got that trophy to this day, you know, and, and, <laughs> A side story, you know, Cliff LeMay and I actually went to lunch that day, and he kind of hyped me up a little bit, you know, we, we were eating, you know, he's like, you need to get your pasta, dog, you know, and this and that, and, <laughs> and, uh, and here I go, man, he goes to the game, and I light it up, and uh, let's just say we, we tried the pasta a few other times, and it didn't quite get the same <laughs> results, but uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, I, I really... You know, you don't you don't forget about those things, but uh, yeah, what another fond memory and and something you're blessed with in your basketball career, you know. Well, it's not very often that you get, you get to do it in front of your hometown with everybody home right. for Christmas, and it was just kind yeah. of a really cool moment and um, just something. Yeah, I, I mean, you it, know, it was almost like a homecoming, you know. And if you think about it, there hasn't been a ton of Alpena guys that play there that have had that opportunity to get it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and just to be a part of that. And, and, and that was a big reason too, you know, uh, even sharing a little bit of that college story, not to get too sidetracked, but, um, at the end of the day, you know, you get these other, you know, maybe it's this Juco and Glen Lakes, or maybe you go to Allegheny and Pennsylvania, whatever it may be. 
Alpena was still my home, you know, and, and Frank coach McCourt, God bless him. He's, he's been a guy that when I'm home from college, he offers you jobs, et cetera. Um, it was a great honor for me to be able to play for him, you know, and, and do that because he did so much for me. And I'll never forget when, when Lake state and grand Valley fell through, he caught wind of it. And I was working at McDonald's, by the way. Matt used to work at McDonald's too, Mashevsky. But we we were going through there, right? And I'm in the drive-thru, and Frank pulls up, and he says, my offer's still on the table. And I said, okay, I'll take it, you know. And so, ironically, you know, you see these people signing letters on TV and, and ESPN and whatever, WBK. I, I pretty much signed my deal in the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> So, all right. Well, that's, I, uh, I appreciate you taking out of your time and taking a walk down yeah. every lane. And, um, you know, I just, there's some fond memories. I know not only for you, but a lot of people that, that will listen to this too and, as well. So, right. Yeah. Hopefully we can give them a little glimpse. So, yeah. all right. So our top five tonight is not a top five, which oh. this is the first time we've ever done this. We are drafting our Bayview basketball teams all time and we're gonna go in a snake draft. Hi, my name is Jerry. So, and you get the first pick. I'm excited man. I'm telling you I've been feeling this all day. Even when I on side notes between my parent calls I'd be writing down names. You know what I'm saying? Like and it was cool to reminisce and go back down memory lane. Well you know, to start off, I mean, I gotta. So, I imagine so we're all on this team, right? So we get we get four more, right? Is that how it's going? Yeah. Okay. So I got. However you want to set it up. I gotta compliment. You know, I gotta think it'll. You know, I'm a guard man. I'm a guard man. You know, I I, I love guards. I, you know, big guys out there. If you're listening, guards make the world go round. Don't take that wrong. But. Um, I think I and I thought long and hard of this because I know I know who the best player down there is. You know, probably the goat. You know, that's yeah. been down there. But I, the man who I like, who I think can generate a lot of different things, and he used to get me just amped when I played with him. Was G Mike Gunderson, man, Gundog. I'm going with Gun. I got a point. I got a guy that can play the two. He can even be versatile enough to go into the three and guard some bigs. Yep. So I got to go with Gun. I got to go with Gun as my first pick. Wow, that's awesome. so that might have changed your whole draft board right now. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just see what happens. Ah, huh? you know it. Oh, so. yeah. Well, I, I'm sure Brad's grandmother now, but it's not. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, no. Well, since well, Matt or Eric didn't take him, I'm going to take Bobby Allen. <laughs> and I see, like you said, I know he's the GOAT, man. I alluded to that. But uh, I needed a guard, man. I wanted to go with a guard. So, who you got? Who you rolling with? I tell you what, Ed, I'm going to do it because I, I figured one, one, I knew Bobby was going to be gone by the time it came here. And there's a lot of good people left on the board. I gotta take you off the board, Eric, because you're on it. So, man, I know it's gonna be weird. It's gonna drive a lot of people crazy. But if we're playing four on four at Bayview, and you never know what the weather's gonna be, the third pick I'm taking <laughs> Buddy Marie Stedman. Oh my man, that was gonna be my dark horse. Can't do that. Can't do that. He could dribble. For some reason, he could shoot down there. I don't know why, but 
he and then he grew and then he became coordinated and I don't know if there's anybody that really man for some reason he could just get it done down there. I you know when he first when he started dunking and all that stuff too it was wild you know I mean and you're right Gun and I are probably going to struggle because we you know we're well Gun go to rack a little harder than I did but you know we, we kind of got shooters buddy he's straight up man he gets in the paint Dude, that's a good call it's a good pick. <laughs> All right, you're, uh, so then I got the next one. Yeah. Oh, man. Holy cow. <laughs> All right, man. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm taking Matt Cameron because I need a shooter. Oh, boy. Yep, you got that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I don't know. He's solid. I think, uh, I think Matt is going to, Buddy's going to drive Matt crazy, but it doesn't matter. We're just going to have to make this work, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, Brad. All right. With my next pick, I'm going to make a family affair and take Tony Robinson. Ooh, good. Good, good pick, man. That's a good pick. Probably one of the most athletic people I've ever seen play basketball. So I know the rim. I know the rims hated to see him when he pulled up because they knew it was going to be damage. I threw an alley of one time to him that I swear was headed for the tennis court. Oh God, yeah. I mean, just a freak. And somehow, have you guys? Yeah. And he ended up playing at Olivet too. You yeah. know. Have you seen him at all? I haven't. I haven't. It's been years. Yeah, it's been a long time. I've seen. I I just saw Bobby the other day at Meyer. We made sure to stay six feet away from each other. But yeah, know, um, yep. That's just how it is. So right now. All right, so so now I got it. I got to go with a post, man. I got to go with a post. So it, it, we got to have Polish power, baby. <laughs> I'm going to roll with Matt Mashinsky here. Oh. I got to pick him up. Well, I got to get somebody in the blocks. Well, yeah, him, him and Bobby, it's a lot of banging down there. That's for certain. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, Bobby will extend them out. He'll take them outside. Yep. As his game... You know, once Bobby started shooting a lot of them outside things, that's when it got tough. So do I get another one yep, now? Yeah, you got another one. We're snaking. Oh, oh, oh. There's one guy on this list. I would put him on my team so I don't have to deal with him. <laughs> because him and I used to get in straight-up brawls, you know, almost all the time. So what am I sitting at? I got two, three. Um, okay, he's off the board. You know, oh, man, this is where it can get a little sticky, I think. Yeah. You know what? I think, I think I'm going to go with my boy, Duncan. Nice. Trent. Yep. You know, uh, kind of another, you know, he's a guy that can get to the rack. The jump shot ain't necessarily something that we got to worry, worry about. I think I'm going to go with Trent. Well, yeah. Right now, you guys got a lot of people to feed Matt. And, yep. of course, you got a gun that streaks. So, you're, you're going to fill it out on a nice squad. I'm liking it. I got a little bit of balance, man. I really do. Yep. All right, you're next. What you got? All right, so we're all on our own teams. So, we're all yep. picking ourselves. Yep. All right. Well, then I'll still keep it a family affair and take my brother's feeder. Oh, man, I, I had him down on this, too. See, he was on my list, man. That's amazing. You're just trying to stay out of trouble, man. You, you don't want to have no beef. 
You don't want to have no beef. Probably won't ever listen to this, but <laughs> just cover my back here. Yep, you got to. What you got, man? What are you rolling with? Oh, man. So right now I got... Man, I got a whole bunch of people the same damn size. I got. Hey. I don't really have a big man, but I got a whole bunch... So I know this is what I'm going to do. I'm taking Matt Walkerhauser. Oh, lucky. So now Ooh. I have... Pretty much the minute we cross half court, everyone needs to be up on us. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> and pretty Unless much the wind's even... up. Let... Unless yeah. the wind's up. Yeah. And then... God, it's going to be kind of weird, but I don't think he's going to mind. I'm taking Mike Colleen. Oh, you know, I forgot about Colleen. I, I really did. So that kind of rounds me out. I have a lot of shooters, but I need somebody to lean on Matt and Bobby. And I know Matt's going to have a lot of Mike Colleen, but he can do it. So You got the uh, you got the Kevin McHale of the mix, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. All right. I guess this so are we doing four or five picks? I think it was five, wasn't it? Yep. Four and an alternate? Or... Yep. All right, so my fourth pick is going to be Joe Case. Nice. Ooh, Joe. Yep. Inside yep. and outside. Yep. That's a real good pick, yep. He's a good, he's the, he's the, he's the stretch four of today, right? Yep. This I can't is. take Joe with freaking Matt Cameron and Buddy, though. I got no. I got three guys no. all doing the same damn thing. No, you're right. So what do I got left? I got to do two more. Yep. And I, so this is it, right? I get the last two. Yep. All right. So I, I tell you, man, I got such a toss up. So I got one big. I got to counter some guys. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. The one thing I got to do, man, I got to go with my boy. He was with me all the time. And uh, it don't matter what, which situation or slot he would be in. But um, And I probably should have picked him earlier. And if he hears it, he's going to kick my ass. But, uh, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that like that on the radio eh? or on the air. I'm going to go with uh, my boy Cliffy. No, I figured. There's nothing yep. wrong with that. And I should have took him earlier. But I'm going to go with him. And then this is where, and this is just this is just a guy for me that used to push my buttons, and and I, I think he he made me a little better in some ways. And uh, I mean, with all you guys, you know, I mean, Steve, you opened the door for me. If I could have picked you, if you wouldn't have had your own team, <laughs> I would have had you on there too. Um, but this guy, in a weird way, used to. I don't know, man. He just he would he would get me kind of a little stoked to play, and so I don't know how we would play together. But uh, Ramon, <laughs> yep. You remember Ramon? Yeah. I think I would go with Ramon. You got a solid squad. I do, but I'll tell you who I you know I wanted to put Jason Breckheisen on there. <laughs> he was the guy that we used to get. I used to get in some scraps. Jason and um, Trent on the same team with you. That's a tough team. That's what, I, and that was, I was leaning that way. You know, my man, Big J, Jeremy Williams. Yep. You know, I'm just thinking of some guys that were left out. Kevin Brooks. Yep. Kevin Brown. You remember Kevin Brown? Yep. Um, well, Mark like, I mean, 
I don't know. I guess we'll wait till Brad makes his pick and we'll close it out then. Oh, I thought he was done. No, man, got, I just we, gave you. No, Brad and I each got one GM more. Room. You guys That's are right. cheating in my GM room. My list. So. <laughs> okay. My last right. pick is I need somebody to get everybody the ball, so I'm going with Dan Marquardt. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice pick, man. See, I'm for, you know, this is good we're doing this because it's, it's reminding me of some guys, you know. Okay, so now here's where I'm at. Slurch is out there. Yep. Matt Gleason's out there. Oh, yeah. And then I had the whole entire Smith family all sitting there looking at me, too. So <laughs> literally, oh. Seriously, I could have all three of the, the Smith boys be pissed off at me by all sitting there. And if I pick one, I'm going to piss off the other two. So I'm You're not right. going to do that. So there was one name that I'm not going to choose that deserves to be. It was the Rifleman. Oh, wow. I completely forgot about the Rifleman. <laughs> oh, but I am going to go with my godson, Nick Steffen. And the only reason hey. I'm going to go with him is because when no one else wants to go and play defense down low, I'm going to put Nick at the five, and he will probably just use his bony elbows and knees to hurt everybody. So, hey, that that's a team, man. That's how you do it. He's, you got, know, everybody's got He's going to use every one of them. That's right. Everybody's got a role, man. Everybody's <laughs> got a role. I tell you, you know, it's like a little mini Rucker Park, ain't it? You know, you think <laughs> really back. Is. I mean, you got like the rifle, man. That that just that made my night. You know, <laughs> bringing that up because uh, you know you would watch him and you'd just be like, man, how the heck, you know? And and, and that's just that's cool that you brought him up. Yeah, it's such a quick oh. little herky jerky step in him, and it just was weird. Right, right. Yeah, he was good. They were all good. Everybody was good. We, I mean, that's. That was a big part of my growth as a basketball player is, is all you guys that were down there and and then mixing some of us young kids in and just those experiences, you know. Um, it's something that you wish you could recreate, you know, for, for kids. And you just don't see it anymore. You don't see them. I don't, I'm not through Alpine as much, but um, I don't really drive through and, and see, you know, people playing, playing ball like they used to, I guess. No, it's – it's a different time. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Cliff created a summer basketball league. Yeah, I, and, I, that uh, was it, sweet. It yep. really was cool. And I, I helped him with some scheduling and stuff. And um, just got to tip your hat to him. There, was, there wasn't anything in it for him other than him wanting his son to be able to experience something that he got to experience growing up. And, right. Um, it's just pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about that, you, Eric? Is he going to cause problems for everybody in the area? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, he. Uh, it, it's it's hard because I don't push them guys that much. Uh, he did. He was actually on his way to the state finals for free throws. He uh, he he won the area and and the regionals. He actually beat out. Uh, it was funny because Ty McGregor's son was there. <laughs> And uh, my, his son's named Ty as well. So, you know, they're both Ty, Ty. And, mm-hmm. and uh, they both tied twice. <laughs> and uh, and so the one, you know, the McGregor kid, he's like, oh, Ty, Ty, we tied, you know. And it was it was pretty neat. But mine was like all like serious. Like he's not as cool as the other side of the pillow like I was, you know. <laughs> but he goes up. He stepped up to the line. And uh, he made five out of five. And the other guy made three, you know. And uh, 
and and there he was. But unfortunately, with with the COVID, he, he never could compete for the state title. But uh, yeah, he's you can tell he's his dad coaches, you know, because he, he shoots. He he does shoot pretty. Actually, you talk about like it's frustrating for me because he's got such good form. You know, and I had to work for all that, and and he, I don't want to say he doesn't work, you know, but uh, I think if he worked a lot more, he would be, you know, he he would be pretty tough, and he's pretty tough right now, so, and he's 10, and uh, my youngest boy, Eli, he's got more of the work ethic like like dad in that situation, and, uh, you know, so he's going into third grade next year, so I'll be coaching uh, his TBBA team and I've I've coached my son Ty's TBBA team the last few years so I'm figuring you know what I got to tap down in the youth and try to build it back up again and, and you know hopefully I can I can ride out you know pretty heavy with with all those kids coming up in that youth youth age that'll be right around the time where I can I can retire <laughs> you are uh, if I decide to I have full faith in you Eric I know that that's one of the things that you do so well is you take a lot of time and effort into that youth program and it pays dividends. It does. Yeah. And you know, we talked about opportunities, Steve, you know, we even, uh, out here, uh, last two years, I've been opening the gym every Sunday and all we do is play five on five. And this is, you know, second grade all the way up through, um, usually I cut it off about the eighth grade because, you know, my guys are playing at the time Mm -hmm. and we got, we got two courts running five on five and they're just playing and having a ball in their hand. And and that's what it takes, you know? And, and, um, sometimes you got groups that are contagious with it. Sometimes you don't. And one thing you don't want to do as a coach is you surely don't want to not go down swinging. And that, that's something that we do here. And and that's something we'll continue to do. And, and, uh, I don't know. I just look forward to future success, uh, wherever it is. And and I know we'll be great, you know? Well, uh, I appreciate you taking your taking the evening, and I'm glad we finally could get this together, Eric. Yeah, yeah, and maybe some other time if if you guys come up with some stuff, we can roll again. You know, oh, yeah, we'll definitely long do that. As, we'll definitely. Yeah, and I appreciate it. You know, Brad, Steve, you guys do an outstanding job, and and it's nice that you know you 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 have this, and and for old guys like me to to be able to to have an opportunity just to think back a little bit sometimes because we don't, a lot of times we don't reflect like that and we should, you know, we should, we should cherish those memories. And I just want to say, I think it's great that uh, you guys are doing these things to kind of get people thinking about that again. And, and, you know, history repeats itself, you know, so sometimes if, if, you know, maybe some young kids out there listening or their dad or they bring it up and it sparks interest, you know, great. I mean, and, and you doing this is a great thing. And, you know, Steve, on a side note, I wish you the best of luck um, moving forward. I think uh, Alpina would have an absolute gem if you have an opportunity to to get on that school board and, and help that district out in any way you can, just like you, you've done in, in a lot of different venues, you and your wife. So good luck with that, and, and I'll be praying for you in that situation. Well, here, I'll, I don't think it's – gonna matter much i i did not get the nomination toward the board um yeah they did i the interview went well and um you know there i was very honest with them and i'll be honest with our listeners um i'm not, i wasn't 100 percent sold on them that i wanted to run 
again in the fall. You know, oh, and yeah, I don't know. Right. I told them I didn't know what they, you know, what kind of continuity they wanted, and I don't know if that had to do with it. But I, I just yeah. I wanted to be honest with them and um, just make sure that they were able to select whoever they selected. And I don't doubt that they got the right person. And you know, um, yeah. You know, well, and, and but you know, it does speak volumes. You know, you're like all of us, all of us, and you know, Brad and everybody that we've talked about. I'm, I'm sure everybody is an outstanding community member somewhere doing some kind of part. And that's what we do. And that's what our generation's done. So, so thanks for doing that and and getting into that and trying that. It's it's worth trying and you never know. And um, like I said, I I know you can appreciate it. I love the community, whether it's Posen and Hillman, Alpena, just Northeast Michigan, you know, and uh, just want to do whatever can make it a better place. Yeah. We're all in it together for sure. All right, so, well, thanks, okay. and uh, we will, I don't know when we'll have the next pod, but we'll probably pick something out soon. Yeah, thanks again. Appreciate it, guys. Right. Take care, okay? Yep, see you. Yep, bye. Yep.